Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist for me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, real quick, Noel, you can listen to the show on the Podcast DC app, the new local app with hundreds of options and local news and health, all covering the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of Empire's shows as well as all the other great content. I'm not going to say it this time. So Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Rate, review, and subscribe. That's all I have to say. <laughs> you just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Uh, well, happy Friday, Noel. Yeah, man. TGIF. All right, Noel. Well, it's Friday. How's it going? Happy Friday to you. Yeah, man. TGIF. I'm ready. Big weekend coming up for a little bit of sports. Well, sports that probably a lot of people don't give a shit about. Got a little uh, Italy, Austria. I know they're like, oh shit, Euro here 2020 we go again. stuff. Yeah, here we go again. <laughs> well, like, let's, not, let's not get into all that. But <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I'm just, that was it. That was it. That was <laughs> my right. taste. But before we get started, okay, it, this shit's been all over the damn place. Okay, this uh, Tokyo Olympics, is it happening? Isn't it happening? Are they having fans? Are they going to be able to clap. Have they figured out if they're having fans yet? Who the hell knows? They said 10,000, then they recanted it. I don't know. I don't even think they know what's going on. All they know is they spent a shitload of money and this fucking thing is going to happen. That's all they do know. I was watching the John Oliver show on HBO, whatever the hell it's called, but last week today or whatever the fuck, but they were talking about how the Olympic committee, I, I don't even know if that's their exact title, but they're not allowing Japan to make a decision to cancel them. They can't. They literally legally cannot make a decision to cancel them based off their agreement. It's a contract that unless there is something like the pandemic or, you know, World War Three, there are certain things that come with being the host. You put a bid in. It's mm-hmm. your responsibility to abide by this shit. So at this point, the ICC or whatever the hell they're called, OQ, whatever... They've said, fuck off. This is happening. We've given it a year. We can figure this thing out. Bubble it up, whatever the hell you got to do. But in <laughs> really, when I was digging through all this stuff, speaking of bubble, the funniest thing that I did find, and, and people have had to have heard about this by now, uh, unless they live under a rock, is the condom situation at the Olympics. Oh, yeah. So first, going back to Rio 2016. 
They gave out 450,000 condoms to the athletes. They've got dispensers. Yeah, man. <laughs> Apparently fucking is rampant there, like through the athletes. And it's basically being at like summer camp. Right. And you're hitting it. You're there. You're never going to see these fucking people again. So I guess they're like, all right, well, we better divvy out the condoms. I mean, there's only 11,000 athletes, 450,000 condoms. I mean, don't you guys have sports to be doing too? <laughs> well, I mean, know, damn. Keeping their fitness up. <laughs> they should make that an event. <laughs> but anyway, so because of the pandemic, Japan is still going to be doing the condoms. Right. But because of the pandemic... They're going to be giving them out like in baggies to the athletes and saying, you know, here's your condoms, but use them after the Olympics. Oh, yeah, sure, like to-go bags, like doggy <laughs> yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah, like in their little <laughs> gift bags, the Olympic <laughs> gift bag that has like the Tokyo logo on the outside. Jesus. Yeah, so they're giving them yeah, that Good way. luck with that. But even more. So this company, which is everybody, you have to check this out. The company Akamoto. They are the largest condom distributor in Japan. So they've been pushing really hard to at least get the condoms out. You know, mm -hmm. for, it's free advertising for them. But the best advertising this company has, they go pure Japan, Matt. Pure freaking Japan. <laughs> Anime. Anime series. A series, a four-parter, okay? Oh. Let me give you a little premise on this. Everybody, it's a must to check out. So here it is. Okay, this kid is called Battler Goro, okay? He looks kind of like an adult Pokemon, like, you know, the guy Ash with the hat? He looks sure. like him, except he's 24 years old. I guess they gave an exact age. Well, anyway, he finds a mythical condom in a stone. <laughs> like sword in the stone. <laughs> yeah. When he pulls it out, his body suddenly is covered in a condom suit of armor. A suit of armor condom. Yes. Made of condom. Like yes. a latex <laughs> shoulder pads and shit. Check it out. My God, it's hilarious. Wow. But danger is near. His mortal enemy, Rambo, is a condom hunter whose outfit basically consists of a helmet and shoulder pads made from the tips of broken condoms. He's the bad guy. He's the guy bad again? guy that destroys condoms. <laughs> You can't make this shit up. Only in Japan. Only in Japan. They Only come up with the Japan. weirdest shit. I swear so to God. So they do battle for four episodes while he's trying to destroy the condom world. <laughs> and um, the Goro and Akamoto condom are going to fight evil and make the condom work at its best. I'll tell you one thing. I would have loved to have that in sex ed. That would have yeah. been fucking great. Aye. It's out of this world. You have to see it. I mean, I'm not doing it justice at all. You, you've just got to, even if you don't understand Japanese, just watch it. They don't have it subtitled? Um, I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, what the hell is this? And I put it on. <laughs> I couldn't find one with subtitles. And it was like, condom. So that's the only word that I could understand. And I mean, I got the gist of it. It's not complex. It's two guys dressed in condoms fighting each other. It was like, one oh, broken I guess. Condom, of course. Yeah, yeah. One, one with broken condoms and the other guy with the, one fully with the full strength condom. <laughs> it was insane. So stupid. Well, so yeah, I guess that's their... Um, uh, maybe they'll be showing that at the Olympics. I don't know. Maybe we'll see the ad on NBC. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't be opposed to that. All right, well. What's up? It's Mike Jones from the Football Jones Podcast. I know you're enjoying your time with the Beltway Sports Bros, but once you're done, I wanted to invite you to come over and check out my podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the most pressing topics around the NFL, high-profile guests from the coach, player, and front office ranks, as well as the top league insiders. Check out the Football Jones Podcast. 
Another fine product brought to you by Empire Media. Sick of competing against thousands of professional bettors with algorithms? What about spending all day analyzing salary caps and lineups using other daily fantasy sites? Then you should try Monkey Knife Fight. Amazing name, by the way. I've used most, if not all the other sites, and trust me, I just stop because I don't have time to put all that work in. MKF is easy to play. MKF offers all of the major sports plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR. You can pretty much bet on anything your little heart desires. MKF offers fun contests that are super easy to play. For example, there's a game called More or Less. Simply pick more or less on different player props. Think Patrick Mahomes. Will he go over his 288 and a half yard number? Select more. Think Lamar Jackson. Will he stay under his 212 and a half yard number? Select less. Get both right and win. Simple, right? We're getting old. The less we have to think about, the better. I've been using this site personally for the last few months, and it's so user-friendly. And honestly, it's made me actually care about what happened in, for example, the Rockets Magic game the other night. Quite possibly the least interesting game in the NBA this year. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and use our promo code BELTWAY, and you get a free $5 game just for signing up. No strings attached, I promise. You also get a first-time depositor bonus, which they cover 100%. Deposit $10, you get $10 free. Deposit $100, you get $100 free. This offer is not going to last long, so tap the link in the episode description and sign up, again, using our promo code BELTWAY. So easy, even a drunk monkey could do it. Empire. Later on, we're going to have another installment of a Top 5 Friday. But first, former Washington running back Darius Geis is back in the news. If you haven't forgotten, Geis was released by the team after he was charged with four misdemeanor charges that included three accounts of assault and battery, uh, you know, when he choked out his ex-girlfriend into unconsciousness. The choking incident was originally a felony charge, was dropped in January, so he got free of that, but then I think it was dropped to a misdemeanor. It's tough to keep track of, but on Wednesday, all the charges were dropped after he reached a settlement with his ex-girlfriend, so basically he paid her off, and now he's a... A free man with no charges against him. So good for Darius. Paid her off. So was it a civil charge? I mean, criminal charges, you can't pay off. I mean, once it's gone to court and it's a criminal charge, the charges were pressed. No, the Virginia state law is that if both parties agree to a certain amount of money, uh, but you have to tell the court what it is in order for them to verify that it's enough money. You can't say like, I'm going to give somebody a dollar and threaten their life and they, they better fucking take it so we can wipe it away. It has to be a certain amount of money that they deem acceptable. And then at that point, both parties on each side have to go to court, agree to get it wiped off, and that's oh, it. Oh, okay. So Law he, he, Virginia. Didn't, he did not do it. They just settled quasi-civil case where they said, okay, uh, we're going to throw money at the issue, and then yeah. both parties can go their separate ways. But he's cleared. Hey, not guilty's <laughs> not guilty, right? <laughs> what I mean, what the, the hell? It's not on the books. Mm-mm. He's clear. He's clear. Clean as a whistle. I don't give a shit how it happened, right? Good for him. So, um, you think Rivera's thinking <laughs> yeah, about bringing it back? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> oh, no. I don't give a shit if there was a full confession that she lied throughout the entire process. Rivera ain't bringing him back. Nah. It's never going to happen. I don't know the backstory about how deep this rabbit hole goes as far as what he did, if he did actually choke her out. At this point in time, on the books, he's not guilty. So I'm going to treat it as that for just a moment. So okay. humor me. You can treat it as it, but go Yeah, ahead. humor we'll, we'll, me. Okay. I hope the guy gets an opportunity to play football again. Regardless of his private life, I think that he was a worker. I think that he was a good football player. I think he was great to the public. He needs to figure out his behind-the-curtain shit. He was boys with JP. 
JP loved him. Loved him. They were like best of friends. Yeah. If anybody's friends with JP, they got something seriously wrong with them. So yeah, yeah that, that was that's the your one, first strike. That was the one strike that I had against them. But beyond that, I was a fan. I was really disappointed in it. And obviously, we know that Ryan's an enormous fan. He still doesn't know. I kept him. I mean, he might have just had a blind eye to it, like um, like his dad. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but but for me, obviously, Washington has moved on to greener pastures or whatever the hell you want to call it. But there's worse football players out there than him. There's guys that have a lot less drive than he does on the football field. And I think he should be given a chance. Well, the fact is the guy played five games in two years. So that in itself is an issue. He had the reoccurring knee injuries. If he was Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders or something, and, and he just happened to have these charges against him, he'd be in the league right now even with them not dropped or still pending or whatever the case may be. Matt, we're in a different time now. After the Ray Rice situation, Adrian Peterson with the switch with his kid, we're in a different time. I think that he probably is done. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's... I'm saying that if if he was a top-tier player, he'd be on a team right now. Well, Ray Rice sure as hell wasn't. Yeah, he was done. He was 30 years old and he was done. No, no, I know, but still, I mean, he still had a little bit of juice in the tank. Give it... We saw it front and center what the hell he did. That was a little bit different. (laughs) Now, the Adrian Peterson thing, he was suspended for a year for uh, admittedly hitting his kid with a switch. And he's one of the greatest football players of all time. But he got back on a team, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. Geis has no historical value to anyone. He's injury prone. Maybe somebody will give him a flyer. Maybe the XFL. No, maybe The Rock will give him a shot. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, well... Kareem Hunt got a shot. He was a beast at the time when that shit happened to him with the Chiefs and they dumped his ass. And then he went to the Browns and, you know, he was split in time. So, but you could still see he had it. Guys have been given opportunities after shit has happened. And I think Geis is a young guy that, yes, you're right with the injury situation. I totally agree with you. That is going to be a red flag, but... Juice isn't worth a squeeze? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze on that, but I wish him well in his personal life and on in his football life. Uh, quick sidebar, uh, speaking of how horrible this person is, did you hear what he did to that like 70-some-year-old woman? When he was like grabbing his crotch and saying, you know, you want this and everything with his friends. Who? Geis. He was walking by and was like grabbing his grabbing his stick and all this shit. Like, when was this? I don't know. This was a couple years ago or something. He just he's like, you know, I like older ladies. It was like, God. <laughs> so she complained to somebody about it. He's got some issues. But oh, no, absolutely. The story yeah. I'm telling, there's, there's more in depth than that, but it just kind of popped in my head. He's obviously got a screw loose and has some mental issues. Well, and- he's out of this. He weaseled his way out of it somehow. And at this point in time, he's not guilty and everybody deserves an opportunity to uh, have a second chance. And if he gets one, hope he does well with it. Very good. I'm Byron Kerr, your host for the Curly W podcast. Join me on the Curly W for the very latest on the Washington Nationals. We'll give you an inside look as to what's happening with the Nats right now and give you also a chance to visit with Nats players and coaches, present and past, to tell you what it's like and what they hope to accomplish with the Nationals. From Fredericksburg to Nats Park, West Palm Beach to Rochester, Wilmington to Harrisburg, it's all Nats baseball. Subscribe to Curly W wherever you get your podcasts. Another great show from Empire Media. Empire. So, moving on to the Wizards. The Wiz! Yeah. We ain't done with them yet! No. Remember when the Wiz played the Celtics back in January 8th? 
Uh, I'm sure you do. Well, whoever's listening, like, what the fuck are you well, talking like, about? Tatum urinated on him? Yeah, <laughs> that, I remember that. Well, you may, but I'm sure the majority <laughs> of the people listening don't. But that was a very key date. The reason being, right after they play the Celtics, seven Washington players tested positive over a four-day period for COVID-19. They had to postpone six games because they couldn't field a roster of eight players, if you remember this. And, and even Westbrook, who was hurt, had to play just so they could play the game so they wouldn't have to forfeit. So the next four games after that, the roster was still decimated and they lost all four of those games. I don't They could have lost them anyway, but they had no one really playing in those games. So this actually was just reported Thursday, I believe. It was reported by NBA reporter Chris Mannix that the Wiz complained to the NBA League office about the Celtics because, quote, the Celtics were among the teams that I know of that didn't take COVID seriously. They continued to go out on the road and would find ways to skirt the rules at times when they were traveling. They didn't take these protocols seriously, not as seriously as some other teams. Washington, when they had all their COVID issues back in January and early February, they blamed Boston. They complained to the league that the Celtics, because of what they had heard about going out in Florida, I believe it was, they believed that they contracted their issues through the Celtics. Most of the league knew what was going on with the Celtics and how they weren't really taking the COVID protocol seriously, end quote. And then Brad Stevens steps away as head coach, and now he's the GM of the team. And apparently, they many of the players were thrilled that he left. So obviously, they didn't give a shit. If Stevens set protocols or told them to follow them, they weren't listening to him. And originally, if you remember, we were blaming the Wizards for all this. Yeah. And, um, apparently, apparently, Boston's not. a bunch of fucking party animals that just do yeah. whatever the hell they want to do. And you know what bothers me about it? The Wizards put it into the NBA. And this is the first, honestly, I've heard about this. I knew that there was some tension as far as the direction of Boston as a team. I didn't know that all this back shit that was happening in the locker room, on the road, all this stuff. And this cost Washington games. Like you said, we don't know what they would have done in that format if they had their full allotment of players. But just like anything, if you injure a guy, sometimes in like hockey or whatever it is, you stay out the amount of time sometimes that you have injured that guy. And Boston... They come out, Beal and Tatum are giving hugs and kisses out there, and these guys just came from, like, the club. <laughs> they were living it up down in Florida. And they got no repercussions for it, except they, they were out for, what, three games for COVID. Washington was utterly decimated for a couple weeks. Seven players. Seven players. They were out for, like, 15 consecutive days, Matt. I know. They probably ended up where they were going to end up, but that's not the point. The point is, is that nothing was done. Washington brought it to their attention that Boston's bullshitting around and not taking this shit seriously. And now after the season's over, Boston went on their merry way. They got a small freeze because of COVID and Washington was crushed because of it. Westbrook's playing injured, like you said, and and there's no repercussions for any of this shit. You know, there should be a draft pick given up or something for reparations for what Washington had to go through for this stupidity that Boston put them through. And there's nothing. It's just like this. It wasn't even in a big article or anything. I found it digging around, just looking at wizard shit. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How could they possibly not do something about this? And the fact that they said that most of the teams knew about what the Celtics were doing. They were like, oh, that's the Celtics out there again, you know, breaking COVID protocols. Uh, oh, it's Boston being Boston. Yeah, but, yeah. Those boys. Those crazy guys. Yeah. And during the teeth of COVID, when people are dying left and right, and these motherfuckers are going out and partying in Florida, 
Just because COVID starting is kind of dissipating at this moment doesn't change the fact that they did it and hurt numerous teams in the process. I don't think the Wizards were the only one. Absolutely. The Wizards just were hit hardest by it. Yeah. And everybody was given this sympathy. And I'm not saying that that's how it happened to Tatum, but talking about when he got COVID and I can't breathe right. I'm not the same guy that I was pre-COVID. I don't know where he got it. If he's in this situation where he was out with Kemba or whoever the hell else he was out with, and now he comes back and he's like the sob story of this is what COVID can do to you. And if he was doing that, and then on top of that got Beal and everybody else potentially infected, fuck him. Right. And do you remember when Beal had to take that random game off afterwards and he comes back? I still don't understand that whole situation. It was so odd, but... So random. The NBA, they did such a great job, and we've said it before, in the bubble, and they just completely shit the bed when it came to COVID in the regular season. They didn't know what the hell was going on, and this is a perfect example of that. Just because maybe you didn't know everything about... Well, they did know everything about it. The fucking Wizards told them about it, and they still did nothing. Multiple teams did. Yeah. Every time they saw him on the road, there's like, oh, there's a so-and-so down the road again (laughs) trying to pick up chicks. I I don't know what the hell this team was doing, but I'm really surprised that Brad Stevens, I've always respected him as a coach, that he let it get this out of control. And Danny Ainge as well. That was really surprising to me. It's not surprising to me that players are going to be idiots, but I'm surprised that those two guys overall within the organization would allow it to get to that point. But that's bullshit. Boston should be ashamed of themselves for allowing that shit to happen, regardless of who the coach, GM, owner is, and allowing that to affect other teams. And and the NBA should come down hard on them. And Silver's been freaking mute on this whole thing, which is a fucking joke. And then they're out there, even now during the playoffs, they got arenas with 25,000 people on there right next to each other Then you see on like the ribbons in the uh, arena saying make sure you social distance I literally saw that in uh, in the Milwaukee game yeah it's like are you shitting me and then they sit there and then uh, when an ESPN or TNT person interviews a player they're six feet apart give me a fucking break it's over guys they're, it's they're over. still doing like the guy that holds the boom mic the boom mic yes. yeah 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 it's so stupid it's over guys you know you got an arena with people on top of each other maskless but yet the interviewer and the it's like come on Uh, yeah now you're just doing it just to still look like you give a shit right which anyway you know with this celtics thing i mean you can't make it any clearer you don't give a shit so absolutely well, job, season's over, right? Now we've moved on to uh, the Combine, and yeah. the draft is coming up, and hey, on to next year. All right. So it's that time again, Noel. What time is it? Top five time, obviously. Uh, top five Friday. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so with all the talk surrounding the Washington football team uh, name being blocked as a trademark this week, we thought we would do a top five on ridiculous athlete trademarks. And some of them are absolutely the stupidest things he's ever heard. I didn't know half of these. I mean, some of them were attempted, and some of them are actually trademarked. Yeah. We can't get a fucking name of a football team, but some of these fools got this shit. When you name your team Washington football team, it's typically pretty hard to do. But um, let's get started, shall we? Let's do it. Number five. What's yours? Number five is, well, to some, the GOAT. Hmm. I'm starting to get closer that he might be the GOAT. I mean, how could he not be, Noel? I, I don't know what else the guy has to do. I but just never liked him. All right, Tom well, Brady, I, guys, I, if you don't know who or the hell we're talking kind about. Kind of piece that together. <laughs> <laughs> so this fool, obviously he leaves New England, 
or they don't want him, whatever the hell the story is. Mm-hmm. And he goes down to Tampa. So what's the first thing that he does? All right, all right, starting fresh. I'm going to start doing some merchandising. So when you merchandise, you have to trademark. Sure. It's just the way it is. That's what good businessmen do. Trademark hog taught you well. He did. He did. I'm, <laughs> I'm already, I've already got a list of shit that I'm coming up with. He was looking to trademark Tampa Bay. Tomp. Mm. You know, smart. Tomp. Smart. And Tampa Brady. Man, no wonder he went to Tampa. He had so many options there. He did. It actually kind of works. So he also apparently tried to go for Tom Terrific. Ugh, Jesus. What an asshole. Who do you think you are? So pretentious. Tom Seaver was already utilizing that. It was too close to Tom Seaver's nickname, the pitcher back in the day. I was going to say, who the fuck's Tom Seaver? (laughs) Yeah. So they didn't allow him to have that one. Oh, poor guy. Like... You have so many damn nicknames and everything. What were you going to do? Put Tom Terrific on a damn coffee cup or Tampa Bay with your fucking butt chin on it? <laughs> Those are so horrible. I They're mean, just awful. who would buy such a thing? He was using it to go for clothing, I know, headwear, I, yeah. and footwear is what he was asked what the fuck he was going to do with them. You know, and I'm sure some idiots bought it. And uh, you can't come up with worse. Uh, I've got some worse ones, actually, but that's only number five. That one's just arrogant. He's a pompous asshole. No, I know. The guy doesn't make enough money. He comes up with dumb God, shit. People are that gaga that they're willing to go out and buy a fucking Tampa Bay shirt. God, it's so good, though. So I mean, it makes so much sense. <laughs> It, it just rolls off the tongue, too. Tompfa. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to my number five. Anybody remember Rod Smart, better known as He Hate Me? That's all anybody knows him as. Nobody well, knows his real name. Well, he actually played in the NFL for the oh, Panthers. Man. I'm surprised Rivera didn't bring him back. <laughs> right? <laughs> But um, if you remember, he played in the XFL and they had this ridiculous thing where you could put whatever you wanted on the back of your name. Jersey, I should say. So he went with He Hate Me. So he was with the Las Vegas Outlaws. He said basically that it's always something that he's called himself or something that he's been set. I remember seeing that for the first time. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? But it caught on and he trademarked it. I don't think he made a dime. I can't imagine he did, but... Something so ridiculous would, I guess, would have to be trademarked, right? He said, if I'm beating someone, he's not going to like it. So, so he hates he hate me. me. <laughs> you know, it kind of makes more sense these days, you know, because everybody seems to like leave out words that, you know, like on Twitter, they're always like, what that? You know, instead of like, what is that? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like cool to do that now. So it's really up. It, it was ahead of its time, Matt. <laughs> it, really it was ahead was. of its time. And he knew that. That's why he went for the trademark. But I will say he was the most known guy in the league just on the sheer fact of the name he had on the back of his jersey. And he wasn't too bad in the NFL. He was a kicker. No, eh, well, I'm just saying nobody fucking knew who the hell this guy was. The he hate me guy. Even in the NFL, when he was in the NFL, they said, yeah, that's the guy that was the he hate me guy in the XFL. Just in case anybody didn't know. So... I don't blame him for trademarking. Plus, he was a bottom feeder in the NFL anyway. He needed every dime he could get. The Bradys of the world. What the hell are you guys doing? I know. Giselle. I mean, like, does he yeah. really need to do it? Yeah. You think anybody's getting rich off of Tom for Brady or whatever the fuck it is? <laughs> what? <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the fuck. Anyway, all right. What's your number four, Noel? My number four is Johnny Football. Everybody remember mm. him? I do. Yeah. 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 Everybody remember him, huh? Well, did pretty well in the NFL. You want to speak about an arrogant asshole? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. That guy could party it up 
and Gronk destroyed his career. And now Gronk's gone on to have a Hall of Fame. Well, he was already a beast when Johnny oh, yeah. came into the league, but he destroyed that poor kid. Like, he was already a partier to begin with, and then Gronk got with him, and he's like, damn, he took him to a whole nother level, like Vegas level. If you can't keep up with Gronk, you better get the fuck out, you know? This guy goes in, and he goes for 10 trademarks. This is when he's drafted by Cleveland. So it's Johnny Cleveland is one of them. Again, who the hell do you think you are? You're nobody. Um, The house that Johnny built, that's the Texas A&M house that he built. Apparently, it wasn't there before. They weren't around during, like, Bear Bryant and shit. (laughs) And what else did he have? You know, obviously the obvious one, Johnny Football. But these guys, man, he went in for it as soon as he got drafted. I don't even know how he thought that that was okay for him to do. And people loved it. They were like, yeah, Johnny Cleveland makes sense. He was Johnny Football. They feed into this shit. So what ended up happening to him? Womp, womp. See ya, buddy. Ain't in the league no more. Now what was he playing in? Some fucking arena football? Not even arena football. Well, arena football is not around anymore. But yeah, he was yeah, He was, was like some league. grade B arena football. <laughs> yeah, I don't and even he came know off the bench in a game. Johnny Arena now? or what? Jo- Yeah, well, Johnny Arena 2. <laughs> Isn't that what he used to be? The uh, farm league for what the arena league? What a fucking loser. Uh, no pride, no shame. And, you know, he still calls himself Johnny Football and all that. Like, you, you're done, buddy. He's like Al Bundy, this guy. Yeah. This Four <laughs> touchdowns in a single game. <laughs> nice work. And his parents are filthy rich, aren't they? Loaded. Uh, yeah. So just stop. Yeah. I mean, every single time the guy goes out there like, he's turned over a new leaf. He's turned over a new leaf. And then he's on the team for like two games and done. Yeah. Well, Fucking loser. See you, Johnny Football. Good luck, football. Johnny Football. Yeah, good job. All right. So my number four is... The 12th man, it's well known that the Seahawks love to, you know, throw out their amazing crowd that they pump sound through, which they'll never admit. And, you know, they retired the 12th jersey, which was fantastic. It's because they had no tradition of any kind in reality. And that's now things are a little bit better. That was, you know, almost two decades ago when they did that. So they wanted to trademark the 12th man. And it actually sparked a legal battle between Texas A&M who actually trademarked the 12th man Yeah, they had, moniker, had it for, forever. Which doesn't make it any yeah. better, but no. regardless, the Seahawks were total assholes about it, and they didn't even ask for permission, and they were making a shit ton of money off this. Those stupid 12 shirts and everything. People, yeah. Like, yeah, we're, we're a part of the we're team. We're a part of it! You we're see? number 12! <laughs> yeah! I'm here in the hawk's nest! Yeah! <laughs> Fucking idiots. So... The Seahawks were playing hardball with this, and Texas A&M filed a lawsuit against the Seahawks at a U.S. District Court in Seattle, claiming the Seahawks were trying to, quote, obtain a monopoly on the number 12 and engaged in a pattern of harassment against the legitimate owners of the trademarks with some connection to the numbers. I don't know what harassment exactly means. I don't know if they were like graffitiing their 12 on, <laughs> on the Aggies campus, setting the mob to the, I yeah, don't know, but like what? But after some litigation, the Seahawks worked out a deal with Texas A&M in 2006 to be able to use the 12th man, but they can't trademark it. There you go. So the whole 12th man is the dumbest thing I've ever on seen. On both sides. On and, both. But the fact that You're they were fighting stupid. for it on yeah. a trademark. Okay. So ridiculous. The fans 
you either feel involved or you don't. We don't need to see that 12 waving in the rafters. Like, that's us, guys. You see that flag up there? That's us. I mean, the Seahawks been around since like the 70s or whatever. You would think that like an expansion team might consider that. It was just so fucking lame. And it still is to this day. It is. You know? Nobody gives a shit about your 12th man crap and retiring the jersey. Like, you're the people's champions. Shut (laughs) up. I know. Are you letting the fans in for free? Are you paying them to come to the game? (laughs) Right. It's the dumbest ploy ever. Like, that involvement. Even Green Bay, where their fans can own a portion of the team, they don't even have a fucking thing. They pay for fucking stock in the team. (laughs) Right, they're they're not even considered the twelfth. <laughs> they're not even considered it. Fucking. What, what do you got to do? You know. All right. Well, what's your number three, Noel? This one is glorious. Going back, kind of sticking with that Brady mode a little bit. You can see I love this asshole. But this <laughs> one is the whole Patriots organization as a whole. Craft mm-hmm. this. Oh my God! Hold on, real quick. Everybody, check out this disgusting video of a fat old rich man that is like crying and hugging a dude because he got a present on his 80th birthday. Guess what it fucking was? It was a limited edition Aston Martin that even he didn't have enough clout to get. So one of his rich cronies surprised him at his house and videotapes his reaction to getting this like electric blue convertible Aston Martin limited edition where they've only made like 10 on the planet. And this guy's hugging him like he brought home his son from the war. It's disgusting. Check it out. What a gluttonous piece what of shit. What a gluttonous, disgusting I thought you were gonna say human being. It was a video of, um, you know, his... Many oh, his island to- <laughs> or whatever that he has yeah. it's like his dominatrix island well no i thought it was gonna be the you know the, the happy ending video you know what i mean oh, apparently yeah. they had quite a few of those <laughs> no but this is supposed to be a feel good it's awful anyway moving on yes now the peril of the patriots so this one everybody can recall back in uh in january 2008 they were going for the undefeated season it's quite a year for them only time i've ever rooted for the giants <laughs> that's how much i Disliked the Patriots at that point in time. So they trademarked 19 and 0. Oh, God. Womp, womp. <laughs> I loved it. I saw this. I was like, so I guess you could trademark 18 and 1. <laughs> I don't think that'll have as much uh, <laughs> sellability, I guess. Is that even a word? But uh, no, I, didn't they also trademark the perfect season, too? Yes. Yes. So lame. I guess so you got to get ahead of it or you run into a situation like Washington football team, <laughs> you know, oh, but, so, but thank it, God it, it didn't happen. have happened to a better team. I'll tell you, it really couldn't have when they're trademarking or like, you know, when sometimes they have both jerseys already pre-made for like the Super Bowl champs yeah. and you'll see like sometimes in the locker room, they're like carting it out. Uh, the the, the Set of the Cambodia. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden you see kids in the Congo wearing jerseys of like the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl <laughs> champions. Maybe they got some 19 and O's out there somewhere. They've got to. Uh, I'm t- <laughs> I, hey, the way the disgusting human being craft is probably sold them to some countries that didn't have televisions or at the time or Wi-Fi connection. He just dumbo dropped a couple of boxes of the 19 and O shirts. They had to pay for them probably. Yeah. You know, knowing him. <laughs> um, all right. Well, my number three is okay. Well, I like to have 
wrestling on my list once in a while. I will give you a little bit of leeway because I have been talking about the Euro. But the thing is, you enjoy it too, so it doesn't... No, so fuck you. Go ahead, do your WWF shit. All right, so this one I felt like needed to be on the list. Uh, So back in, I guess, 1998, when wrestling was a little risque, we'll say, during the quote-unquote attitude era. So the WWF, or Vince McMahon or whoever, trademarked WWF, the strip club. Okay. So (laughs) I have not heard this. So here we are. Holy shit. Only Vince. Go ahead. Only Vince. So this is back in October 98. They filed for the trademark, but you would think it's like, okay, well, maybe they're going to build a strip club that's WWF themed or something. No, that wasn't the plan. Actually, the application was used for toys and for arcade games, jigsaw puzzles, and video games. Oh, yeah. It was. I mean, they have to specify which ones they're going for. Oh, my Lord. So, you know, they could have said clothes or mugs like the trademark hog has, you know, for instance. But in this case, this was going to be like for children's toys. How do you play that word on a toy? I I don't know. WWF strip club? The strip club, no. The strip club? Like what? (laughs) I don't understand. I don't get it either. But I mean, they had some raunchy toys back then, I guess. And they're supposed to be for children, supposedly. But a raunchy toy? Well, like, it was only know, 98. Th- well, things were different. That was like the Howard Stern era and everything. There, there was- But they're for kids. What? So this is how, and we're getting back to the gluttony. And we're getting back to the disgusting. That you're willing to just cover all bases of how you can get a penny on the dollar. That you're willing to go to the strip club thing, and then on top of that, fine, fine. You want to get WWF strip club, your business. I don't know, put it on a fucking neon sign or whatever, like with a girl going like squank, squank, (laughs) like they move like quank, quank, like bending over. That's your business. (laughs) But then on top of that, in order to get it, because you have to show the merchandise or how you're going to use it, you spin it like you're putting it on kids' shit? I don't think they're spinning it. They legitimately were going to do that. And I guarantee it was going to be like some line of divas, but as strippers. Wow. If I were to guess. Oh, like uh, you mean like adult toys? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Like I some mean, geek in his basement like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you look at the articulation on that toy. Oh, well, I mean, do you remember? Yeah. I mean, they, they had brawn panties matches and mud pit matches. I mean, they didn't actually wrestle as women back then, so... They just did all these horrible things. That's to, insane. Yeah. It wouldn't well, surprise good me. Good for Vince. I, I hope he did well with it. Well, I actually, hope. they never used it and it, <laughs> right. and it died after one year. So, oh, unfortunately, it was worth a shot <laughs> it was worth to a see shot. if you could sell fucking uh, Trish with her tits <laughs> hanging out to a kid. I love Trish. But anyway, what's uh, your number two, Noel? My number two is Fear the Brow. Mm. Everybody knows him. The unibrow, Anthony Davis. The brow. Yeah, the brow. <laughs> it's so, so he wanted to trademark, raise the brow and fear the brow hmm. because everybody, he has a disgusting unibrow, <laughs> which apparently up until him, everybody in the world and no woman would even look at a dude with a unibrow. He's made unibrows cool. Because Anthony, he made unibrows cool. No, he didn't. There's no <laughs> fucking other human being on the face of the earth that would do that or can pull it off. He doesn't even pull it off. It no. looks ridiculous. It really does. It's obnoxious. <laughs> I guess he has that much confidence to think that, hey, I'm a top level athlete in the world. I'm going to have this fucking unibrow and I can easily take care of it. 
but I'm not going to do it. And then I'm going to trademark Fear the Brow to take it another level. <laughs> I'm going to double down. <laughs> I'm so proud of this disgusting unibrow on my forehead that I'm going to go ahead and make some money off of it as well. Well, good for him. Well, I can tell you that if he wasn't a complete beast or he became a bust, that thing would have been gone the way of the dodo. Okay? The, the brow or the trademark? No, no, the brow. <laughs> because there's no way in hell that you're like some role player, loser, that was the number one overall pick that ended. Imagine Kwame Brown, right? He had a unibrow. Okay, at first, sensation out of high school. A unibrown, perhaps? A unibrown. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. Imagine he had one. Okay, fine. Jordan makes fun of him, whatever, but he's a beast. So mm -hmm. eventually it just grows on you. But Kwame, in the state that he was in, the full bust, and he, on top of that, would have had an ugly-ass unibrow, that he would have waxed the shit out of that thing. <laughs> More than likely. Um, yeah. Poor Kwame always poor comes Kwame. back. <laughs> always resurfaces. Poor guy. He's an angry man <laughs> these days. can't live it down. An angry man. All right. So um, moving on to my number two. You fans of the show may remember a guy named Robert Griffin III. So <laughs> he thought that he would um, put some, I don't know, statements together that he would trademark. So he tried to trademark or he did trademark RG3, but then he thought he was going to trademark unbelievably believable, whatever the fuck that means. What does that mean? I don't know. It's hard. I remember when that one came out. What the fuck does that mean? Has he been asked that? <laughs> it's so dumb. Like if I was the trademark person and he comes up to the desk and he slides that piece of paper across the table and he reads, all right, RG3, I could see. Yeah, it's your name. Robert Griffin III, you want to trademark your fucking name. Okay, that's fine. And then unbelievably believable. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> go catch your dream. That's another one. Light uh, you up. Never heard him use that one. Work hard, stay humble. That's laughable, especially with him. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, no diamonds. I remember that. He wore that shirt seemingly every press conference. And then finally, dream big, live bigger. Does that mean that he's like, you know, living on a yacht somewhere? And, and you know. So if you have a yacht, you should be aiming to get an aircraft carrier. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Never settle. My Never friend. settle. Just keep Never getting more. Never fucking settle. You just keep pushing. And if you can't do it yourself, you get somebody else to go out there and buy that Aston Martin for you, you fucking loser. <laughs> you get it the way you get it. Man, I'll tell you what. RG3 is, I don't know if you've looked at his social media recently. He is awful. I mean, just disgusting. Like, he's, he's doing these things where he's, like, showing himself working out. The guy thinks so highly of himself. He, you're a fucking announcer, RG3. Don't forget that. Yeah. You're never playing again. It's over for you. I mean, Subway jumped off of his ship in a heartbeat. The worse than Jared. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They dragged their feet on the Jared thing longer than they did on the RG3 situation. They had to find uh, children in his basement yeah, in order to get right. rid of him. Yeah. They got rid of Tuna. Unless some Have you heard about this? No. With the Tuna with Subway? No. Apparently, they're being sued because they never had Tuna in their Tuna sandwiches. Oh, right. That's so many And New dumb. York Times just did an investigation and they they did a DNA sample and it was unidentifiable. Oh, fuck. And so what is it? I don't want to know. So what is I it? I used to get the tunas all the what time. What is it? When, when Subway was like the only game in town. Yeah, that was usually my go-to. I was never a huge Subway guy. I know, but before subs, like every sub chain on earth is out there now, Subway was the first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Other ones came and went. Quiznos, remember Quiznos was around. Yeah. Now they've got like what Jersey Mike's and the other shit. But yeah, Subway was the mainstay. 
Always there, Jared. Good old Jared. No longer. He loved holding those pants. Apparently no tuna either. That's gross. All right, so we're at number one, Noel. Numero uno. Let's do it. We both have the same one. I do know this one because there ain't no fucking doubt. Go ahead, Matt. You launch it. All right, let's do it. So, um, again, fans may remember Kirk Cousins still in the league, unlike RG3, unfortunately. But he um, trademarked a few things here that were known when he was with Washington. Mainly, you like that, Ugh. which was still one of the dumbest statements I've ever heard. I hated regardless. it when he said it because it's him. It's you him. like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, God, like such a dork. Such a dork. Ugh. Go ahead. Just, it just gets me going. <laughs> so that was after the Bucks win with that, that code red game, but they came back like from three touchdowns, and he goes, "What a nuts. fucking game!" It though. was a hell of a game, but <laughs> didn't deserve you like that. I, the fact that it, <laughs> the fact that it caught on like it did is mind-boggling to me. Why do people appease this stuff like the brow? I don't know. It was sucked. It sucked when he said, honestly, when they saw him running down the dam, like waving his helmet around saying that, I was like, God, you really took the steam out of it by doing that. Like, good game. Well done. But Jesus, that really was like, you know, I am. <laughs> he was fired up, man. Uh, you know, he can't curse or anything. So that's what first thing came to mind. And then, as we all know, Kirk decided to take his talents to Minnesota. And because they're the Vikings, he decided to trademark, you Vike that. Good. God, uh, when I saw that, I just wanted to punch somebody. It's so horrible. If something is worse than you like that, now he's capitalizing off of you like that. And this guy, if you see him on Twitter, he's always pushing his shitty merchandise. Oh my God, a fucking used car salesman. Ugh. How do people like this dude? I don't know. If you like him, don't listen to our show. Because <laughs> he is the fakest motherfucker on horrible. the face of the earth. He is a televangelist. Oh, yeah. He's learned from the best. You know, that's his background. It's awful. And he knows how to monetize everything, but yet he hides behind the cross and is just a disgusting person. He really is. And that smile. Oh, it's everything is so fake. I hate the dude. I never liked him when he was here. Hey, like I said before, at least I knew what I was getting with RG3 was a dick. Whatever. But this guy. <laughs> Ugh, you like that? And he <laughs> yeah. sucks there too. His receivers hated his guts. I wonder if he's tried to say you like that to the Vikings players. They're like, what the fuck? You know, yeah. they all hate his guts. You can tell. No, no. When yeah, when Diggs was there. Oh my god. Imagine that. Hey, hey, Stefan, come over here, man. Um, I got this new thing that I'm trying to come up with. He like opens his shirt up and he's got a t-shirt underneath. You like that? Get it? Because I said you like that when I was with Washington. <laughs> And Diggs is like, dude, I'm out. Trade my ass. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. I could just see that scenario. <laughs> you, you, you see it? And he tries Fucking to make geek. it like it's, <laughs> he tries to make it like it's, you know, for charity and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You fucking bullshitter. I wonder how much money he's made off this bullshit. Too much. I don't even want to know. Disgusting. Fucking disgusting. A, a dollar is too much. Yes. Agreed. So there you go. Kirk Cousins. Hits our number one. He always, if he's going to be on a list, he always tends to be number one because there's no worse hey, person. Hey, hey. He skyrockets to the top, man. <laughs> we start right now, C O U. You know, it's like, oh, Kirk, boom. Uh, well, you got anything else you'd like to talk about? No, I think, I think we proved our point that we uh, dislike Kirk heavily. Heavily, yes, indeed. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for this episode, then. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, share it on social media. 
follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.